0: This episode of the Dad Tired Podcast is brought to you by Magic Spoon. We all remember as kids eating breakfast cereal when I was a kid growing up. This was one of my favorite parts of being a kid is eating cereal in the morning. But as an adult, you realize that all your favorites were full of sugar and junk that you really shouldn't be eating. And now breakfast can be kind of boring as you're eating egg whites and spinach, right? But no more. My friends over at Magic Spoon, a new cereal company that's discovered a way to recreate your favorite childhood cereals with zero sugar, 12 grams of protein, and only three net grams of carbs in each serving magic spoon offers four flavors based on the all-time classics cocoa fruity frosted and blueberry plus a variety pack that lets you try all of them magic spoon get this is gluten-free grain-free soy-free and gmo-free but it tastes so incredible that you and your kids would never guess that it's healthy for you you've really got to try it to believe it just this morning I had the cocoa, Elijah had the fruity, we loved it. It's such good cereal and it really does remind you of those old cereals that you used to eat as a kid and now you can eat it without feeling guilty. So go to magicspoon.com forward slash dad tired to grab a variety pack and try it today and be sure to use the promo code dad tired at checkout to get free shipping. And Magic Spoon is so confident in their product, it's backed with a 100% happiness guarantee. If you don't like it for any reason, they'll refund your money, no questions asked. That's magicspoon.com slash tired and use the code dad tired for free shipping. All right, guys. Well, welcome back to the Dad Tired Podcast. Super glad that you're here. If you're brand new, if you just stumbled upon the podcast, welcome. Uh, really are glad that you're here, man. We're just a bunch of guys who are trying to figure out what it looks like to be the spiritual leaders of our home. Most of us have no clue what that actually looks like. Uh, but we're trying to stumble toward that goal, and uh, we didn't have examples of that. Many of us didn't have examples of what that looks like growing up, and so we're just trying to push each other toward that end. Um, if you resonate with that, man, if you're like, yeah, I, I feel that way, I'm trying to lead my family better and point my family to Jesus, and I just don't really know where to begin, one, you found the right place, because that's kind of all we're what we're about and what we're trying to figure out. And two, we've got a bunch of guys, like tens of thousands of guys from all over the world who resonate with that as well. And uh, we'd love to meet you. There's a Dad Tired Facebook group, closed Facebook group. We've got over 10,000 guys in that group, like I said, from all over the world. So if you want to be part of that, if you're on social media or you just want to create a Facebook profile just so you can jump into that group, we have guys do that too. Um, But that's a great way to get involved. You can also go to dadtired.com. You can find that community, but also find some conferences that we're doing all around the country in 2020. And that's another way to meet some guys and just feel more, get more equipped to lead your family well. Um, if you've been listening for a while, you've probably heard me talk about these conferences that we're doing in 2020. And uh, we've been trying to raise $15,000 so that we can do a bunch of these all over the country uh, next year. And we've we've raised about half of that, which is awesome. So um, I'm super stoked. I'm so grateful for those of you who have um, donated and been a part of just helping us reach that $15,000 goal. Uh, two ways that we're trying to just kind of I don't know, motivate you to give for lack of better words. One is, uh, if you give for anyone that gives makes a donation to the dad tired ministry this month so that we can hit that goal, we're going to send you a free dad tired and loving it book. That's the book that came out in September. Um, so we'll send you a free signed copy of that. And then also if you donate before December 18th, you'll be entered in to win a, uh, two hundred and fifty I almost said $250,000. <laughs> uh, we're not that big of a ministry, and that would be incredible. Uh, $250. Now it doesn't sound as cool. It is cool still. $250 Amazon gift card um, to help out with some Christmas gifts this year. So if you want to be entered to win that gift card again before December 18th, and you want a free copy of the book as a way of us just saying thank you for giving, you can go to dadtire.com forward slash Christmas and help us reach that goal. Again, we're about halfway there. And we'd love to reach the $15,000 mark so that we can do more of these conferences, equipment to lead their family well. It lowers the cost for guys who can't afford it. It lowers the cost for churches who we have a ton of small churches who are interested in hosting these, but it just costs a lot of resources for them. And so we're trying to reduce that cost for them and help out with the guys who can't afford it. So anyway, that's what the money goes to. It's really good stuff. It's life-changing stuff for the kingdom. Um, so we give you a free book out of it. You get entered to win an Amazon gift card and you're helping expand the kingdom and the, a portion of that, uh, your gift is tax deductible. So we'll send you a receipt at the end of the year and you can apply that towards your taxes. Uh, Hey, I've, I, ia couple months ago, man, I was telling you that I, we got like kicked out of our house randomly. We've been living in our rental home here in the Portland, Oregon metro area for the last six years. And, uh, we got a random letter from, our landlord who just said she wants to move in back to the house and um or raise the rent it's still we're not totally sure why but anyway she wants the house back <laughs> uh we didn't do anything wrong it was a no cause eviction but she said would you consider leaving by the end of the year which is just amazing timing with you know uh winter and christmas and the holidays to try to move out So anyway, that's what I've been doing this week. I have been moving out of our house and my wife has been working. She works as a nurse and uh, the kids are in the midst of all their chaos and Christmas stuff. And I've been, it's just been insane, dude. It's been insane. Everyone's Christmas holiday season is really crazy. And um, so it's normally crazy, but then just felt even more crazy because I've been trying to move houses and just deal with all the fun stuff that comes with moving. Um, anyway, and it was interesting the other day this week, I was, uh, the kids were gone. My wife was at work. I had my daughter, Ella, who's a year old, she was napping and I was just moving stuff. And I was like, I had I don't think I'd showered in like two and a half days. I just like staying. I'm like, I'm probably for the sake of my wife, I uh, should probably like jump in the shower th- this week and uh shower up, especially with all this moving that I'm doing. So anyway, I'm like moving and uh, jump in the shower real quick and I'm getting ready. And all of a sudden, this wave hits me like out of nowhere, super weird, uh, just out of just I don't know what prompted it. I'm literally brushing my teeth in the bathroom and all of a sudden I start bawling. I just start like weeping. <laughs> uh, and the reason I started crying like super hard out of nowhere, I'm not like this big like I don't like cry all the time. If you listen to the podcast before, you probably like disagree with that. But anyway. I, I'm crying, and I'm crying because I just, for whatever reason, have this super vivid vision of my son being married, like at his wedding. I'm at his wedding, and I'm giving like the best man speech, I'm maybe not the best man speech. Maybe I'm his best man one day, but I give him, I'm giving like the father of the groom speech, and I'm talking about my son as a man, and I just have this like super clear vision of him as a man, and he's sitting there with his new bride. And I'm like kind of giving a blessing over him. And dude, I just started like, I was not prepared to somehow while I'm brushing my teeth be entered into this moment. It was really bizarre, man. I don't know what it was I don't know the lunch I ate or whatever, but it was just really weird. But I don't know what I, as I kind of gathered myself and like figured out like, what the heck is going on? Why am I feeling this way? I almost felt like the Lord was just like prompting in my heart to like, just slow down and remember like pop your head up from the water for a second and remember what the long-term game here is like, what are we actually trying to accomplish? And the reason I felt that is because in the midst of this like holiday season, Christmas season, and then for me specifically moving in the middle of that, it's literally just been like hour by hour survival, get through the day, get through the moment, get through whatever we have to, the next box to carry up this flights of stairs or whatever uh, by the way, if you've read the dead tired book i we moved into a little town home we just signed a six month lease here before, so we can figure out what's next for us and I have two flights of stairs in this stupid town home and I actually wrote a story about this in the book about um, flights of stairs and moving. you know if you've read the book how much I hate this um so all that to say, it's just been chaotic and like I said in survival mode, and I just had this like overwhelming sense of um Jared, just like pop your head up from the water before you, in the middle of you feeling like drowning and just pop your head up and realize like what what's actually important here. What's actually, what what matters for eternity? What's going to matter on, on your son's like uh, wedding day? What's going to matter on your deathbed day? Like these are the things that matter. And I talk about this a lot before, but I just really had it sink deep in my heart. And it's really the thing that I just wanted to, I felt prompted to remind you guys of today in the middle of all your craziness and christmas season and all this all the busyness and the financial burdens that come with christmas which is so weird how like consumeristic we get about this holiday about about celebrating the birth of jesus and in the midst of all that stress like just pop your head up for a minute and just like look your kids in the eye look your son in the eye and and think about man what who is this boy what man is he going to be 15, 20 years from now. Look your daughter in the eye and think what kind of bride or woman or mom or whatever, like what kind of person is she going to be 10, 15, 20, 30, 40 years from now? Like that's the stuff that we're chasing after in the midst of all this chaos. I was driving my kids from one place to the other. Who knows where we were going? But I just asked them. They were talking about like their friends, believing in Santa, our personal, I don't want to start a debate here. There's been a lot of debate in the Facebook group. We personally don't, uh, teach our kids that Santa's real. I'm not like anti, like if you do, you're going to hell or anything. It's just just a choice that we made as a family. We want our kids to know, um, the things that we, we think are, are worth teaching that are true and things that are just aren't true. And, uh, Jesus frankly is kind of like hard to believe. It's just, it's a hard, like it takes faith to to believe that there's a God and takes faith to believe that there is this guy named Jesus that claim a man that claimed to be the savior of the world. That takes a lot of faith. And so if we're going to like, I guess pick and choose what we want them to have faith in, we want them just to have faith in the things that we believe are true, like Jesus, you know, and not Santa. So that's, again, that's a personal thing. I have so many friends who love the Lord deeply and they teach their kids that Santa's real and I'm not like, whatever, I I don't, I believed in Santa as a kid. My mom taught me, I I didn't, it didn't make me love Jesus less. All my siblings, they didn't love Jesus less as a result result of Santa. So anyway, I I don't mean that to start a debate. Um, That's just my personal view on that. But we were driving and my kids were talking about how some of the kids, friends that they know, you know, believe in Santa, which is fine. And uh, I, I asked them, I was like, you guys, what? why do we celebrate Christmas? Which I, I always hope is like an obvious answer. We talk about Jesus so much in our home. I'm really hoping this is like obvious. And they said, you know, because Jesus was born. And for a moment, I'm like proud. I'm like, sweet, you got it. You understand the Christmas, what Christmas is all about. But then I thought like, well, do they really get it? Like, that's a pretty quick answer because Jesus was born. But really... We're not asking, like, why? Like, why was Jesus born? Why did Jesus come here? Why Why in the world did Jesus even need to show up? Why was he born? And I just started thinking, like, man, in the middle of all the craziness, in the middle of all this, like, busy season stuff, like, am I personally just reflecting on the fact that the God of the universe showed up in flesh and blood on human are on planet earth like how crazy is that sometimes when we when we're like born and raised in church stuff we just we say things and we believe things that are just insane and we say them so casually (laughs) you know like god showed up as a human on earth that is nuts and then you have to ask yourself like why why the heck did he show up on earth and i think we get caught up in this like jesus in the manger and he's a baby and it's cute And there's like donkeys and there's shepherds and all this stuff it's like a really cute lovely story but really it's this insane story of god showing up not as this like cute little innocent baby but on a rescue mission to redeem humanity back to himself like christmas is less about a cute baby in a manger and more like a navy seal like coming to rescue humanity who is Uh, in desperate need of a savior because we're chasing after things that we think will save us and yet always leave us unsatisfied and eventually will lead to our death. And God showed up and said, in the middle of your mess and in the middle of your sin, I'm going to save you and rescue us. Like that's insane. So here's, I guess, in the middle of all the stuff that you've got going on this week and in the next couple weeks and in the middle of this busy season, here's what that means for you, bro, like very personally. It means that as much as you've heard this like Christmas story, as much as you've maybe grown up in church or not in church and you just kind of know like Jesus is born, that's why we celebrate Christmas, it has huge ramifications. And the ramifications are this, it's really twofold. But the first one is this, God is not afraid of your mess. Like, bro, if you've been like kind of checking out in in the podcast or maybe I've been too monotone or you've been like, you're distracted as you're driving right now or working, like just give me your attention back for just a second here. You may still be believing, even if you're a Christian man, that you, God loves you based on your performance. And if you're like me, you probably have convinced yourself that you should have been further along in your Christian walk than you are right now, that you thought by this time as a man, as a husband, as a dad, you would be further along. You would be more mature in Christ. And God, he puts up with you, but he's not totally proud of you. He doesn't like really love you or delight in you. He's not saying he's not looking at you with deep pride saying, that's my boy. You know, he, he just, he kind of tolerates you and he puts up with you because you said you believe and you really, you know, you're going to church and you're trying, but you, you don't have it all together. And he's just like, man, I wish you'd kind of get your act together. Bro, if that's like at all, if you can resonate with that at all, just know that is not the God of the Bible that you're believing in. That's a God that you've made up in your head. And it's also a lie that Satan would love for you to believe. Because Christmas, more than mangers and presents and all the busyness and craziness that we've turned Christmas into being, more than cuteness, Christmas is proof that God steps into brokenness and sinfulness and he takes care of it. He fixes it. He doesn't have a reputation of running away from problems. He runs toward them and then he fixes them and he saves them and he rescues them and God is not afraid of your mess. He's not far off. He's not approaching you or in relationship with you at like an arm's length distance because until you can like get your act together. That's not the God of the Bible and Christmas proves it. Christmas proves that God's not afraid to get really really close to the mess. And if you feel like you're like too messy You're too sinful. You don't have your act quite together enough for God to really love you and be proud of you. Bro, it's just not the God of the Bible. You're believing the wrong God because the God of the Bible shows up. That's what's crazy about Christmas. He shows up. He didn't have to. God could have fixed this from afar. God could have run away. He could have said, I'm going to go start a new earth. Or if he was gracious, even he could have fixed it from heaven and said, you know, I'll just, I'll send some helpers or I'll send a solution from afar. But God shows up, Emmanuel, God with us. Like, dude, God wants to be with you and it has nothing to do with your behavior. And then the crazy thing is he doesn't just show up in your mess. He says he's going to fix it. Like he now The judgment, instead of it being poured out on you, has been poured out on him. So now all you get is grace, dude. Like that's that's your end of the deal. (laughs) He got the wrath and the punishment so that you would get the grace. And so this brokenness, like him redeeming you and fixing you, is not about trying to get you lovable. It's not about trying to get you to the spot where he can like tolerate you because you you still don't have your act together. It's him doing it for your joy and for your good, like him wanting to dig into these dark areas of your life, the sinful, messy areas of your life. It's not because he needs to judge you. The judgment's already been placed on Jesus. So instead, he just wants to get in there so he can redeem it for your joy and for his glory. That's why he wants to take the brokenness and make it good, because that's what he does. He goes into dark places and he turns them into light for good for your good. So that's the first thing, man. If you feel like you're too messy, you're you're just not believing the God of the Bible. The second thing is this, as men now, as redeemed men, as men who are being redeemed by the God of the universe, the God that showed up, that didn't run away from our mess, those men now can step into problems instead of running away from problems. And may this be the kind of men that we are. Like, bro, I I even feel this deeply for myself. Like, would, would this be the kind of man I am that doesn't run away from hard things, that doesn't run away from problems, that doesn't run away from hard conversations, but steps into them because I serve a God that stepped into the biggest problem of all time, sinfulness of all of humanity, and he took care of it. And so now as one who is being redeemed, I point back to the Redeemer. By stepping into problems and not running away from them. And honestly, dude, like this is hard for me because I didn't have a man and a dad teaching me this stuff when I was growing up. Honestly, if I'm like, if I'm just super honest with you, I spent most of my life running away from most of my problems. Like, just when something gets hard, I'm going to bail because I can figure out something new elsewhere. And yet, as a man who's being redeemed, I don't, one, my identity no longer rests in my accomplishments or my failures. I'm just loved by the god of the universe he showed up in the middle of my mess and he's ta- he's took care of it and he's taking care of it and he will take care of it praise god but now i get to reflect that same kind of characteristic to everyone around me that i'm a man who steps into problems and doesn't run away from them because that's the kind of god that i serve and so i guess for you and this is how i'll end here whatever like problem whatever hard thing that you're avoiding would we be men, would you be a man that steps into a hard situation and a hard thing to reflect the one who has redeemed you? Uh, and I mean that from like the smallest thing. The other day I was, a, we live in this townhome community now and so there's like a shared dumpster bin and so I've been taking out a bunch of trash trash and uh, boxes that I've been breaking down and stuff. Um, I went out there and I threw away my stuff and I saw that there was just a bunch of garbage laid out in front of the trash then and i thought you know it's not mine i don't have to take care of it that's the kind of stuff i'm talking about like even in the little things i'm not going to walk away from it i'm going to step into it and so i took the extra 13 seconds to throw away somebody else's trash not so anyone can pat me on the back or i can tell you the story in a podcast but just so i can in in little ways practice stepping into hard things so that when big things come up i can step into those two i have a um the practice and the rhythm of stepping into hard things, even when I don't want to. And so we practice in the small things, but bro, I I don't want us to just like be men who pick up extra trash like that. That's not the point. The point is that we would have the guts and the bravery to step into much harder things like hard conversations with your boss or with your in-laws or with your mom or your dad or with your wife or with your kids or with your best friend. That we would have the guts to confess sin, that we would have the guts to repent, that we would have the guts to call a counselor and say, hey man, can you help me with this particular thing that I've been running away from or avoiding for years, if not my entire life? That we would be redeemed men who run in toward the problems and not away from them. That we would point back to the Redeemer by the way that we step into problems and not run from them. I love you guys. That's what Christmas is about, man. Christmas is about this God that uh, like a Navy SEAL showed up to rescue humanity. It's cute, I guess, you know, like there's some cute parts of Christmas, but more than cute, it's crazy. Like the God of the universe showed up. He didn't run away. That's his reputation. And so one, like you're not too messy for God. Trust me. You're not too messy for God. He has a reputation of proving otherwise. And number two, would we be men who step into hard things, whether it be really small and especially really big because we serve a God who steps into really big messes and makes them beautiful. I love you guys. I hope that's helpful for you. Have a great Christmas. We're going to take next week off. Again, if you want to help us reach more guys for the sake of the gospel, you can go to dadtire.com forward slash Christmas help us reach our goals. Have a great next couple of weeks. I'll see you for one less episode in 2019 at the end of the year. I love you. I'll see you in the Facebook group. Later.